Welcome to the K-Scope podcast. Billy Reeves here. I trust you're well. Thanks for joining me. Coming up in this podcast, new music from Paul Draper of Manson, new music from John Mark Laffham, formerly of the Earlies. But we start with the wonderful Sadilan, an interview with Belinda Cordich and Justin Greaves from the band coming up their second album, for K-Scope, Drifter is out now. Before we hear from Belinda and Justin, this is Shadow Boxers.
Sadie Lan from Drifter. You can check out the animated video for that. That's called Shadow Boxers and stream the entire album for a limited time only at kscopemusic.com forward slash Lam. So recently I caught up with Belinda and Justin for a cup of tea in central London. It's almost like the first album is sepia. A little bit, you know, it's a little bit more traditional. Yeah. Whereas this album's a little bit more purple, a little bit more red. There's a, there's a boss flanger involved. Would, would yeah. that be, would that be fair? Is this for our first album sepia? This album purple? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's not a boss flanger. It's an old Ibanez flanger. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a decent one. Yeah, well, yeah. Actually, it's, it's. I got it for actually. It's a hand, hand me down from my dad. I found it in his attic, and it's. Um, yeah, I did actually. It, weirdly enough, I did actually use it on this album. So there's a bit of that. Um, well, yeah. No, I think I think you're right. You know, it's a good way of. I like uh, describing things in colours. It's mm. it's like it really. Uh, it helps you visualise it, but uh, I mean it's more electric. Hundred um, percent us. And probably a little bit of a nod to like our true influences, mm. you know. Instead of like trying to do something we had in mind, like on the first album, you know, I'm stand by it, you know. Mm. This was more just naturally us. We just said, all right, whatever it is, okay. it will come out as it is. And that's where we were comfortable. So. What are those influences, Belinda? Dare I use the four letter word goth? Yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> Yes, it is. It's a goth in every sense, not only music, but you know, architecture, in, you know, in movies, in literature. In literature. Mm. Yeah, because it's an odd, um, it's an odd, it's a, it's an odd work because it's so associated with the eighties. But by the same token, of course, it was associated with the, you know, the Victorians. They they were the first to kind of revive it. I think when you when you when you like it, sort of darker sounding music, mm-hmm. you know, when we were. Hit in our twenties, it was sort of late eighties, and that's you know obviously goth was was big yeah. then, and you know and a, and a bit of grunge and you know whatever mm-hmm. else was going on, um, you know especially for Blinder, I, I was probably more punk and hardcore yeah. or whatever. But so for us musically, obviously that's liking darker music, then it's gonna have a, a little bit of a nod to that era. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just no way around it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, whatever, a lot about madness. You know, yeah. a lot of the lyrics are about, you know, madness. And that's, I just like the dark and the shadows and, you know, human mind it goes bad. No, I think that comes through. Is there a, a lyrical, like, lime motif that binds the whole thing together, or are they separate stories, would you say? Well, a, a lot are about kind of madness in one one sense you know you have to how you cope with yourself how you live with yourself and how you fight shadows and you know all that stuff okay the, um you two are very close <laughs> now as when songwriters write they often write about relationships that is a, that is a trope of songwriting like yeah. it or loathe it is that therefore difficult for you two to write about relationships love there's that one kind. song. I won't say which one. It is. There's one song <laughs> that that kind of is about that. But yeah, again, it's well, it's not not lovey dovey in any sense. But it, it's oh, you, you can figure out which no, one. I don't, I don't even know which one it is. I shall <laughs> listen you know to which it. One it is. Yeah, I'm joking. I shall listen to it in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Now. What are the advantages then of being close when you're collaborating on a record? That you can um, you can argue about something and and it won't matter. 
you know, because we know each other mm. inside and out, you know, really. So if we fall out about something musical, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect anything else, you know. Um, but we don't really. Th- th- that's the thing. You know, I say we fall out. We don't fall. But there has to be a creative no, tension, I guess, doesn't there? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, well, of course, yeah, of course there is. Mm. But it, it, it'd be boring, you know. It'd be too, mm. it'd kind of be too easy if if we if we didn't um, have different opinions about certain things. Mm. Um, but whatever we argue about, it always ends up good. Always ends up her way. <laughs> <laughs> good. We're right. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad to.
what was the track on the album that was the easiest to do? What just t- everything just fell into place? I think it was Going Home and Bluebird. Okay. Why? Why do you think that happened? I don't know. It just. So to say, going home is about going home to after this, you know, to right, another okay. place. If it's there, if it's darkness, or if it, angels are singing, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Bluebird oh. is about if there is a, you see God in everything. Okay. Always what does then, exist. What then, Justin, was the opposite of that? Conversely, what was the squeaky wheel? What nearly didn't make it? Possibly the the last. It was probably the last two songs that we we, we finished, which was uh, in Obscura and um, what was the other one we were working on? Gently bow out. Gently bow out. Sorry, okay. yeah, that's the one. Um, and I think it it was just because they got pushed to the end of the session, and we sort of gave ourselves a deadline, you know. Okay. And then you know, obviously, we had everything else booked in. The mastering was booked in, and. Oh, so, oh, right, so, it, so it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it wasn't a creative block <laughs> because they all came really, really well. I think. Okay. Um, I think it was just that we sort of all of a sudden went, oh, you know, uh, we haven't got much time to do this, but um, but I mean they all sort of fell into place pretty naturally, okay. you know, um, surprisingly, actually. Okay, cool. Because uh, the way we recorded it was just. Uh, basically just us two and a friend of ours Richie mm. um, who was engineering it and you know his, his home studio in the converted cow shed <laughs> and uh, it was such a nice vibe you know we'd, we'd go over there so it was surprisingly easy you, you, yeah because I wondered about the, the sound of it because you can really hear you can hear the tape hiss and you can hear yeah. the kind you can hear the room I wonder where it was yeah it does sound like a cow shed you can either, <laughs> was, that, was that deliberate or accidental the fact that you can kind of hear it the was, room it was deliberate to leave it on okay yeah it wasn't deliberately captured that way. Okay. It was basically, um, I'd say the only um, r- rules to, to doing this recording was let's just do it naturally. Um, and raw. And, and, and raw. Not drenched and don't, in reverb, yeah. the vocals or the music. Yeah, yeah so it really comes don't, through, don't clean it up. Yeah. Don't, yeah. you know, if, if it sounds a bit rough, it's okay yeah. because this is, you know. So it's purple and it stinks a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's got a bit of a funk about it. Finally, then, you're obviously. Brown. Here, yeah. Last one was sepia. This one's sepia in a different way. But um, finally, then, you, you're down, obviously, doing your, your photo shoot and hanging out with the label and hanging out with me. Yeah. What are the differences between where you're from and coming down to London for the day, oh, to that oh, London? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, um, you don't scrap your tits down here. <laughs> it's, well, we don't really come to London very much, you know, so, um, we, I mean, we've spent our time, haven't we? I mean, you know, Belinda being from Stockholm and, you know, and now we're, we live in the countryside. I know which I prefer, you know, I've done my time yeah. in the cities. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's just that, well, it's a different world, you know. Well, so the animals would love it. Yeah, yeah. We got eight cats. Eight cats. Yeah. You're turning into a cat lady, Belinda. <laughs> Why have you got eight? How did you end up with eight cats? There's a three-legged one, Tigger, who right. lived out on the streets, but he, he wanted to move in, so we opened yeah, a house. They do. And then there was a pregnant <laughs> Bengal mama who had nowhere to live, so we took her in, okay. and she had kittens. Oh, so some of them are related, which means they get on okay then. 
Because yeah. they don't like each other, cats. Well, well, the, yeah. the little boys, the Bengals. Yeah, we've, we've kept two of the, the little Bengals. Because yeah, so, um, it said that if they brought up together, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, in actual, we, we had because we had five cats before. Right. And they were all kind of related in the wrong way. Okay. Um, but they're, they've all in, integrated really well, actually, you know. But um, <laughs> it's funny because by, just by chance, um, I moved back into the village where I grew up, so my folks oh, right. live just down the road. Oh, right. And some of the cats like to be at their house because right. they know that we go there. Right. So they've got, okay. it's like a perfect, perfect world for them. So, okay, so this album, we, 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 we've, we've yeah, got it, it then. It's feline. Yeah. Funky Actually, and purple. There's a song on. Yeah, there's a song about, about the, cats. Yeah. So it is relevant. So <laughs> which song is that? It is. Uh, I forgot. What's it called? <laughs> great idea. I owe it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Great idea for a musical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, maybe it's been done. That thing, animals give you so much love. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Although cats, I think, control you. Well, yeah, well, our life revolves around yeah. cats. Yeah, <laughs> does it my house as well.
Say Delan. That's called Ruined by Them. And before that, you heard Fear No Ghosts from the album Drifter, which is out now on K-Scope. My thanks to Belinda and Justin, and I look forward to seeing Say Delan live really soon. Now, the Manson frontman Paul Draper has announced details of his first solo four-track EP entitled EP1, Draper's first record for K-Scope, due for release on June the 10th. Now, the tracks on this EP are the first official recordings by Paul Draper since 2004's posthumous Manson collection, Kleptomania. Let's hear a little bit of the lead-off track, shall we? This is Feeling My Heart Run Slow. Run Slow, Paul Draper, the lead-off track of EP1, Paul's first record for K-Scope, due for release on June the 10th, and we'll hear more from that 
in the next K-Scope podcast. Now, K-Scope are delighted to announce the release of the debut album from Old Fire, a project fronted by John Mark Laffham of the earlies, uh, featuring contributions from members of Pearls Before Swine, Gem Club, His Name Is Alive, Swans, a mixture of Laffham, Originals and Obscurities by other artists, uh, cover designed by the Grammy Award-winning Vaughan Oliver, who did all of those great 4AD covers, of course. The album is called Songs from the Haunted South. It's out on K-Scope on the 24th of June. Here's a little teaser for you. from Old Fire coming out on the 24th of June on K-Scope. More of that in a future podcast. Now we heard from Paul Draper earlier on, very much involved of course with the Anchoress album which came out earlier this year on K-Scope and the Anchoress have announced some more full band shows. 13th of May, Focus Wales, Wrexham, 20th of May, The Great Escape festival in Brighton 29th of May Sound City in Liverpool on the 15th of June I'll see you at the beautiful Bush Hall in West London that's going to be a big full album show 15th of July Latitude Festival Suffolk 5th of August and 6th of August Glasgow and Edinburgh Stephen Wilson has announced some dates in Australia and New Zealand 26th of October Auckland 28th of October Melbourne 29th of October Sydney 30th of October in Brisbane and you can buy VIP tickets for those as well Stephen Wilson HQ Dot com for details. Tesseract have announced an enormous North American tour with the French metal band Gojira in September and October. Details of those dates on the K-Scope website and K-Scope will be releasing a US tour edition of Polaris, Tesseract's current album featuring a bonus disc of four reimagined tracks packaged in a digipack with artwork from Dan Mumford and those reimagined tracks will also be released as a standalone vinyl edition. Uh, more details on a future podcast. Our dear friends from St. Petersburg, I Am The Morning have been added to the B-Prog, my friend, festival in Barcelona across the weekend of the 1st and 2nd of July. And Stephen Wilson and the Pineapple Thief will also be in Barcelona for B-Prog, my friend. Let's finish with our friends Gaspacho and the K-Scope reissue of their debut album Bravo on lavishly packaged double 180 gram vinyl coming out on the 10th of June. This is Gaspacho then, and this is entitled Sea of Tranquility. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Ta-da.
来。